You see, every single one of you in this room, every single one of you, have throughout the entire course of your lifetime been accustomed to thinking in certain ways. You hear me? You've all been accustomed to thinking. In other words, you, whether you've meant to or not, your minds have been renewed to something. You hear me? Your minds have been metamorphosized to some belief system through your life's experience, through whatever you've gone through in life, or through your church experience. But the point is, you have to hear how powerful thinking is. Your thinking will produce, again, a vast amount of understanding. Well, it will color all of your future. So we're talking about this because, again, so much of the body of Christ is accustomed to thinking about one form of God. I mean, when they think of Jesus Christ, they think, well, he saved us from our sin. Hallelujah. They do that, but they don't really understand how powerful his love is for us and how strong the grace of God really is. But anyhow, now I want to move on, like I said, because I want to actually get to the meat of what we're trying to get to. Now, point C, we're on page five now of, of lesson, of what, from lesson two. I know we're on hour three. But point C, I just want you to hear this part. We're called to preach the cure more than the cause. And this is something that all people in ministry need to understand. You can define the cause, but, you know, how many of you know if somebody, if you walked outside tonight and somebody walks across the street and gets hit by a car because they didn't look to the right first and they're laying in the middle of the street with a broken leg now, and they're going, help me, help me, help me. And you walk out there and they say, help me, help me, help me. And you say, well, okay, I'm going to help you. I want you to turn with me to this motor vehicle guidebook right now, and I want to teach you right now about what it says about crossing streets safely. Now, when you cross the street next time, what you need to do is look to your right, look to your left, and then step out. I mean, how many of you know that's not really what's going to help the guy? What you need to do is get, is get him to the cure. See, don't spend all the time talking, not the cause. We need to get people cured, and then you can explain why things have happened like they have. But I'm just saying we, if you really begin to listen, you hear people constantly just talking about the cause, the cause, the cause. But we need to get to the cure, the cure, the cure. And the cure is what God has done in Christ Jesus. <sighs> Anyhow, we're warned, in the new we're warned in the new covenant of how continual sacrifices only produced a sin consciousness in the hearts and the minds of God's people. So I've got on the outline here, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. So let's just, I'll read it from right there. The writer of Hebrews says, For since the law has merely a rude outline or a foreshadowing, just a foreshadowing of the good things to come, instead of fully expressing those things, it can never, by offering the same sacrifices continually, year after year, make perfect those who approach its altars. For if it were otherwise, now you've got to really read this. For if it were otherwise, these would these sacrifices not have stopped being offered since the worshipers had once for all been cleansed, they would no longer have any guilt or consciousness of sin. But as it is, these sacrifices annually bring a fresh remembrance of sins to be atoned for. Now, let me try to just, you know, again, help you here with what we're trying to get at. I'm taking it out of context of a lot of scripture. 
In those times, of course, they would have to bring sacrifices yearly, and the high priest had to go in for them. But there were sacrifices brought over and over again. But hear what the Spirit of God, remember all Scripture was written by men as they were moved upon by the Holy Spirit. Now listen, when you continually make sacrifices, when you continually bring sacrifices, all it does is produce a continual remembrance of sin. But the phrase that's in there is a sin consciousness. In other words, you become more, you're so, you're, Constantly reminded of the power of sin. And sin consciousness keeps people from getting close to God. Sin consciousness destroys boldness in, people, in God's people. When I, I mean, it just totally destroys the, the, the principle of boldness. You will not be bold before God if you're constantly thinking about your sin. Uh, now, let me, let me throw this out again. Is, does anybody in here think that they go even one full day without some form of sin against the Holy God? Does anybody in here go totally sinless every day? No, not really. We all, I mean, the word sin just means to miss the mark. I don't mean that you intentionally do something immoral or steal or, you know, beat some old lady and take her bag. <laughs> but I'm saying there's none of us that will ever be perfect on this side of heaven, will we? Now, see, you got to, I'm telling you, you got to meditate on that until your meditator breaks and buy another meditator. You're not ever going to qualify. You're never going to be so holy in and of yourself that you're going to, again, deserve anything God can do for you. You've got to hear this. The, you know, but people, all they do is they preach holiness, holiness, holiness. And yes, we're to walk holy, but you see, you have to get the cart, the horses before in front of the cart, not the cart in front of the horses. <laughs> you have to understand, the Bible says, beloved, now are ye holy in the Lord. In other words, when you received Jesus Christ, God's Holy Spirit came to live inside your spirit, didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah. Well, see, holiness is in there. When most people preach holiness, what they're preaching is what we would call behavior modification. They're talking about, I, you need to get your behavior right. But hear me, you can't get your behavior right through what the Word of God calls will worship. In other words, by the strength of your own individual will, because that's the power of the mind. That's the power of mind over matter. That's not the power of God's Spirit. God's will is for you to discover what Christ has done for you that Christ is in you, the hope of glory, so that you can begin to live from the inside out as opposed from the outside in. Now hear that. In the Old Testament, they worked from the outer court to the inner court to the Holy of Holies, right? To get to the presence of God. Well, today the Bible says you are the temple of God, remember? The Bible says that today you are the temple of God and you're the home of the Holy Spirit today. So now that Holy of Holies God's Holy Spirit has come to dwell on the inside of each and every one of us. You actually have to, you have to really, 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 really meditate on this and not just hear verses quoted to you. God's Holy Spirit would not come into a place if it was not suitable for Him. You hear me? So we're not talking about your flesh. Your flesh isn't holy. We're not talking about the way you think. Your soul isn't yet sanctified to the point that you could call it so holy. But your spirit, has been made brand new. You are now a new creation. You're a new species of being that never created, that was never existed before. God has taken out of you the heart of stone and placed within you this heart of flesh. God's 
Holy Spirit would not be able to live in a place. Do you remember the verses in Corinthians? What fellowship hath light with darkness? What fellowship hath Christ with Belial? All those verses. The Holy Spirit could not fellowship with you or be in you if there hasn't something, if there hasn't been something happen so powerful, so supernatural, so spiritual that it allows him to live in you. Hallelujah. But you've got to get your minds renewed to this. Otherwise, see, most, most of the body of Christ, they know that their flesh has got weakness. Your flesh, listen, your flesh will respond to outside stimuluses. Amen? Amen? You know what I mean? 